Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. And my name is Elvis Dahl. My name is Barbara Wojan, and this is episode 40. So all y'all youngs out there, we just hit 40. We were happy when we hit 20, and now we're double. So good for us. We're officially over the hill, right? Isn't that what that, when you turn 40? <laughs> You're so. officially over the hill. My ass <laughs> is never going to be over the hill. Sorry, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> you missed last week's episode because you were celebrating the holidays. And Night Dental had a holiday party that you were recuperating from. Oh, my. <laughs> my question <laughs> Let is, me just say. where does Night Dental have a holiday party? Do you guys, like, rent out a stadium or a airport hangar? How do you fit all these people? You want to just laugh? Yeah. Oh, this is a really good story. So I do these, um, I, I, I do employee meetings. I just started four months ago. And what came out of the very first meeting which was back in September, October, was we need to have a party. We missed those parties. So um, the young lady that mentioned it, I put her in charge. Um, We got a committee of about eight people. We had a budget and we actually held it at Night Dental and had a tent on the outside. We got a DJ, we got a bartender, we got food. And I'm telling you, we were here, some of us were here, not me, but (laughs) until 4 a.m., best party ever. There's a ton of videos and you know, it's just made me happy seeing everybody happy. I cannot tell you how much fun it was to just see everybody come together and happy. So yeah, it was That's awesome. awesome. And thank you for asking. Was it employees only? Um, no, spouses, employees. Really? So how many people were there? Like 200? Oh, 150. Wow. I, there's this thing where you stand. I didn't know this, but I got a couple kegs and you actually stand on the keg and they hold you up like keg, I don't know, it's called a keg stand or a keg yeah. dance. Yeah. <laughs> this dude fell over, the keg fell over with it, all the ice went all over the place. That's on video. Yeah. That was the DJ that I hired. So it was pretty awesome. But they they asked me and I'm like, wow. I'm not doing any shots and I'm not doing any keg dances because I need to be in charge. But it was good. And we offered everybody home, which was really smart too. That it could be a liability. I actually had Ubers for everybody. So, yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, that was fun. And now we're like, damn, well, how we top that? <laughs> we had so much fun. We should do New Year's Eve, but nah. <laughs> well, you better get really started. Fun. It's right now. Right now. <laughs> I lost uh, uh, probably a day in my life recuperating, but it was fun. No, sure. This time of the year, I never know exactly what day of the week it is. I don't even know what day it is today. So, yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't. We kept our holiday party a little small this year. We just go to a local steak place, employees only, Ooh, no spouses. That, that way nice. we make sure we can all have fun. We don't want to bring the Debbie Downers. That's cool. Yeah. It's fun. Nothing. That's no cake nice. stands. No cake stands. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Is that what they're called? Cake stands? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't go to college, right? No. And man, I tell you. Yeah. You missed out. That's what you do in college. (laughs) Well, there you go. Night dental Christmas party. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Well, we did. (laughs) That's awesome. This episode's coming out on the last day of 2018. 
we are about to embark on a new year. What is your resolution for your lab? What are you looking to do? What's the big thing that Night Dental is looking to do in 2019? Are you seriously asking me that question? <laughs> Just so you know, you didn't prep me for that question. And I don't do New Year's resolutions. I try to be smart all year round and not have to give up alcohol or start exercising or lose 10 pounds or get more clients. So I don't know. That's a, not something I can even answer. So I'm going to I'm gonna plead the fifth. Nice. Personally, I'm going to run more. Yeah. But professionally, I just want to hit my EBITDA targets, my budget, and make sure my employees are happy and my clients. But my employees, more important. There you go. Start by getting them all drunk at a party. That's a good way to start. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. What about some of you guys out there? Do you guys have resolutions for your labs in 2019? What do you plan on? Do you want to stop hand waxing? Do you want to start printing your dentures? What do you hope for in 2019? Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com. We'd love to read some of them on the podcast and maybe have you on to talk about it. I totally knew you were going to segue into that. Very well done. Yes. Yeah, send us emails. <laughs> content. 2019 content. We've done pretty good for 2018, but let's keep it going. Please email us. Be happy to interview you with some topics, what you want to talk about, who you are. Let us know. Yeah, it's going to be a good year. So this week, we start off a new interview with a real classy gentleman in our industry who just happens to be the chairperson of the CalLab Association. I have personally been going to CalLab for years, and it's one of my favorite events of the year. Jim Gorgel not only runs a successful lab himself, but volunteers his time to help with this outstanding organization. I love Jim Gorgel. He and my dad were friends for uh, 20 plus years, and um, he's the gentleman that recommended me, CalLab board, um, three years ago. So, you know, I ton of respect for him. He's brilliant. He's been amazing. He's been putting on amazing meetings. I believe he's passing the torch to um, Jeff Strong this year, but he's just been awesome. So welcome, Jim. Jim tells us how he got into the industry, a little about his lab, and then we start talking about Cal Lab. So pull up a chair for chairperson Jim Corbett. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. I'd like to welcome Jim Gorgel, CDT, from Distinctive Dental Studio in Naperville, Illinois. Now, that's right out of Chicago, isn't it? Yes, we are 35 miles west of Chicago. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us today, sir. We want to talk to you about an association that you're a president of, which is called Cal Lab. That is correct. Uh, the chairman would be the correct term. Chairman. But, but I am, and I'm proud to be so. Excellent. So this podcast, we always like to start off hearing about how people got into this industry, because it's really interesting to Barb and I how everyone is sort of similar, but has a nice little twist to it. So tell us, how did you end up being a CDT, owning distinctive dental studios? How did you end up being a dental technician? Well, that could take an hour in itself, Elvis, because I, <laughs> uh, I thought I was going to be a pharmacist. I was uh, accepted to University of St. Louis Pharmacy School, came home to work during the summer, and I worked in my father owned a small roofing company. So we're doing that during the summer. My brother uh, unfortunately got hurt. So I thought, well, I'll take a few months off and help the family business out. And not being very smart, talented, or graceful, I managed to fall off a ladder sometime within the next year. <laughs> Went ahead and had my knee operated on, went back to roofing, again, not very smart. 
<laughs> my knee operated on again. Oh, geez. Um, went back to roofing. If I mentioned I'm not very smart. Yeah. And at the third operation, the doctor looked at me and he goes, you're not very smart, are you? Son? <laughs> so I had a cousin that uh, had a little bitty lab in his basement. And I thought, well, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a watchmakery thing. Maybe I can do this with my hands. Watched him do it, and I went to work for National Dentex uh, in Wheaton, Illinois, in 1974. I uh, ended up managing that lab for them after a period of years. And back to the CDT thing, I, I got this sounds like a long time ago, but I've been on CDT since 1981. So I guess that's about 37 years, right? Wow. Nice. Um, I'm hoping to make 40 before they stuff me and put me out to pasture, maybe <laughs> even 45. So. I opened my own lab uh, in 1984, so this is our 34th year, and, you know, we seem to be uh, kicking and screaming. The industry, as you know, has changed quite a bit, and we're making every effort to adapt, and uh, it's fun. I mean, I can honestly tell you, after all these years, I still have fun doing what I do. And that's important. Yeah. So basically, it was a family member, so it was, a what'd you say, a cousin that had a lab? It was a cousin by marriage, and he had, from the... From the day he started to the day he retired, he had an itty-bitty little lab in his basement. And as a matter of fact, my current largest client is, uh, until he retired, that practice was his largest client. So it's been a nice, uh, it was nice. I, I thought that was all there was, Barb. You know, you yep. worked in your basement, yeah. all there is. And then I went to National Dentex, and they uh, had some kind of an apprenticeship program. So Back in the late, mid late seventies, I was making fifteen twenty dollars an hour roofing, and they said they would offer me the grand sum of one seventy five as a trainee, which was less than minimum wage even then. Wow! And I thought, well, yeah, I mean, how long can it take to work your way up in this business? And you know, like today, if you want to, you still can. I didn't have a choice. I was married. We had just bought a townhouse, and you know, I had the drive to. Uh, Actually, my ex-wife scared me, but um, <laughs> and I, I found that if you're willing to learn, people are willing to teach, and I don't think that has changed today. I would agree. And the one thing that you said that correlate everybody else that we've had on this podcast is that you know usually we get into the industry from a family member or you know some sort of person that we know and um, we are close to, and then the second thing is how much you still love it. Not a day goes by that you don't love it. We we hear that from. Every single guest about our industry is how grateful they are to be in it and how much they love it. It's pretty awesome. I feel the same way. And as you well know, Barb, your father, Bob, was one of my mentors. I mean, at, at some point in time throughout my tawdry little career, I chaired the uh, NADL Business Management Committee for five, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And Bob was nice enough to be a member of that committee. And he taught us a lot. Um, your dad is a wonderful human being. Thanks. I'll, I'll uh, pass that on to him. <laughs> and Barb, you're just okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been told anyways. Thanks. <laughs> Give me another year or so. I'm going to turn that around. You know, it's funny because one of the suggested uh, questions that you mentioned was, why did you open my laboratory? Uh, I did that very much as I got into dental technology. I opened my laboratory because I got fired. I've never had a plan. I'm just kind of like water going around rocks. And I worked for, it was Medenco then, and, and the nice folks that own National Dentex uh, purchased them. 
Sure. And on Christmas Eve, uh, one of the two principals came in and, and said, Jim, we'd really like you. And I was managing the lab. So they said, Jim, I'd really like you to sign a non-compete. And oh, yeah. I said, well, I don't know who you are. I'd prefer not to do that. And they said, well, we'd really like you to sign non-compete. And I said, well, let's get to know one another and we can sign non-compete. And they said, well, we'll get to know one another when you're cleaning your desk out. Whoa. So on Christmas Eve, I got fired. Now, I, there is no animosity there at ever Bill Mal- whatsoever. Bill Malahi has sponsored me to uh, the Cal Lab back in the day. So um, they made their best business decision. And I was kind of forced into a laboratory. And sometimes good things happen by accident, and it turned out to be a good thing for me, and I have a wonderful relationship with that company. So when did you get your CDT? At what point? Were you at National Dentex when you got it? I was at National Dentex, yes, at that point in time. It was 1981. It was at Triton Junior College, which had a dental technical program at that point in time, which unfortunately has since closed, and managed to pass in the first time without even cheating. Really? It was a miracle. First time passer. Nice. Why did you feel it was important to become a CDT? What was your drive? You know, on somewhat of a serious note, you hear an awful lot of people say it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I felt then and I feel now, Elvis, that if nothing else, earning your CDT proves that you have met the standards that our industry and our peers set for themselves. And I think it is a shame that more people do not feel that way. Because we do have a set of standards. We, I know that the uh, National Board for Certification and the NIDL worked very hard to keep those standards current. Uh, you can see that in the new implant segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I almost feel, at the risk of being somewhat political, that it's a little bit lazy not to do so. I agree. I think it says a lot. I mean, I wish it was required, but the fact that it's voluntary... I think speaks even more for those who get it. Yeah, there are a lot of people in this world, not just this industry, that says, well, what's it going to do for me? Well, at at my lab, it's going to make you a few more dollars. You get a little bonus for that. We pay for that. Yeah. We pay for the course. We pay for the training. You get a bonus when you compete and, and you get a little bit of a salary bump. So we do try and show that there's benefit to it. Uh, honestly, I think that's a sad statement for people to make. What's it going to do for me? And I've always taken the attitude, and I've learned this maybe from my mentors, that it's not what the industry is going to do for me. It's I've been lucky enough to be successful in this industry. What can I do to give back to the industry? Oh, that's great. So you have quite the history with my boss, Larry Sawinski, right? Larry and I have been, I'd like to say we're friends. I think that we probably are, at least professional friends. And uh, for... We're both getting the slightly long in the tooth, Elvis, and I, I, <laughs> I think that uh, we've been friends for a long time. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. How long have you been there? I've been here a little over 10 years. Oh, wow. Are yeah. you from that area? Yeah, I'm, uh, I actually I grew up in a house not far from the lab, so my full cycle of life comes right back to where I grew up, but um, <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, and I knew Larry when I was a kid because I was actually friends with his son, in middle school, but I didn't know what he did or anything, but it's a, it's weird how this circle comes back around. It truly is. Where did you train? Uh, right here. Ah, right here under, under Larry and all the techs that we have here. If you've been in the industry for 10 years and you have the position that you have in that laboratory right now, you worked real hard to get there and you're a sharp young man. I did what I could, you know, (laughs) don't inflate his head too much. He's got a long way to go. Just saying. 
I, I think it's neat that you and Larry know each other. You and my dad know each other. You pretty much know uh, everybody we know, which is pretty cool. I'm pretty fortunate in that regard. Yeah, I'm actually trying to put together a group of, uh, I don't want to say it wrong, but old guys from back in the day to do a roundtable talking about how the industry was, you know, in the 60s and 70s compared to what it is now. And I think that'd be a really interesting conversation if you want to be a part of it. Yeah, that would be neat. You might want to consider Jerry Mariacher for that. Where's he from? Uh, Jerry was a past Cal chairman. He was one of the directors for the National Dentex Group. Jerry knows almost everybody who's anybody. He or just certainly did back in that day. He's been retired for four or five years. At one point in time, he worked for a guy, Barb probably knows the name, Elliot Lafreniere, who ah. pretty much came up with the whole veneer thing back in the Hollywood days when they just stuck oh, the really? movies and pulled them off. Interesting. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. Thank you. Well, let's get back to about you. <laughs> Distinctive Dental Studio has been around for 34 years, you said? Yes. What do you guys specialize in? Are you full service? We are a full-service laboratory. We have kind of an emphasis on implants, but I'd say we're really more of a generalist laboratory. Okay. If the client is willing to pay for it and it's ethical, we'll probably be do it for them. There you go. I saw on your website that you offer a monthly volume discount program. We do. Do a lot of offices take advantage of that? Yeah, it's volume-based, so... It's from uh, 3000 to $39.99. It's 2% discount off your lab bill. From four to $14.99 or, say, 15000 it's uh, 5%. 15000 plus is 8 Also, we still let them use their credit card wow. if they want. So I will take the credit card hit. So they get a few dollars off. Mm-hmm. And it also allows them, if they want to, to use credit uh, card points. So it's a good thing. Yeah. Do you find that offices are trying to reach that? amount so they get that kickback on a monthly basis? I'd like to say yes, but what it really does do is if you've got a guy that's a little bit behind or a lady that's a little bit behind um, and say they're doing $10,000 a month, it's you have to be current to net 20 days. Oh, I see. Yeah. Once they start to get behind, you go, you know, doctor, you're 10% of $10,000 would be a thousand, but I'm not the brightest guy in the world, but 5% is $500. Not only are you paying interest now because you're behind but you just threw away five hundred dollars interesting and all of a sudden it starts to make a little more sense now of course they try and get you get to give them the discount anyway but i try to be pretty firm about that all this so that yeah it encourages keeping my receivables down and at the same time it thanks them for doing business with us absolutely i think it's a neat Mm -hmm. idea we've never really discussed it on any of the episodes before and i i think that's good because you know coupons we don't do them i don't think they work maybe a a volume discount program something to look at yeah there there are guys and ladies that use travel flow and that kind of stuff this was just what i prefer to use it's cool do you do anything like that barb no we've just uh, not really we do coupons and we do 50 percent off first cases um, but we don't really do volume discounts no i think it's because a lot of our work is DSO and the and the crowns are so cheap anyways and the margins are so small that if we do volume discounts, you know, it's just going to hurt us even more. So, no, we do not. So, anyhow, thank you for giving us, a, a you know, your whole life story and how your lab got started. But we really have you on today to talk about the Cal Lab Association, which I'm a proud board member stand next to you at the board member meetings. And can you just kind of talk about a little bit about what Cal Lab Association is? The Cal Lab Association is an international association or group of dental laboratories. Our name 
everybody thinks that it was Co-Austinol Laboratories. It was not. Um, the original name came from the founder of this meeting, Nevin Laboratories, and originally Cal stood for Certified Acres Laboratories. Now it's simply the name that is stuck with the meeting, and uh, it's just become Cal. I thought it started out of California. That's what I thought. <laughs> you know, only dental technicians would hold, and dentists, would hold one of the largest dental meetings in the world in Chicago <laughs> in February. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And honestly, I think that happened initially because it was a... Uh, Nevin was here, but it was also during February, a relatively inexpensive place to go because people don't want to be here. They'd probably rather be in Miami. Sure. Uh, it, currently, we're the oldest dental laboratory association meeting and quite quite possibly we are the largest nonprofit dental laboratory meeting in the United States. How many members are a part of the Cal Lab now? You know, you're asking a hard question. That is one I oh. look up. It's got to be oh, uh, it's got to be over two, three hundred, I would assume, or five hundred. We'll have between five hundred and twenty and maybe six hundred and twenty, six hundred and fifty people. That's a good group. Yeah. One of the nice things about our group is, is that it's a members-only group, and when you join our group, the not specifically talk money, but it, the membership is only four hundred ninety-five dollars. It entitles two members from your laboratory, and both of your laboratories are, are members to attend the meeting for free. It includes lunch, a cocktail party, and yada yada. It's a day and a half meeting. So, you know, where else can you go for two hundred and fifty dollars in the city of Chicago or anywhere else and get this kind of education for only two hundred and fifty dollars per member? And it's a members-only meeting, so you can't just walk in off the street. It's somewhat of a—I don't want to use the term exclusive. Go but, for it. Uh, <laughs> Exclusive. I'll say it. We don't yeah. let any riffraff in. I hear you. <laughs> to get in, you do have to be voted on by the board of directors. There used to be a size limit. We abolished that size limit at some point in time, Elvis. And now we'll take applications for, uh, and you used to have to be full service. Uh, we have taken away both of those uh, prereqs. And now we'll accept an application for any size laboratory. So a one-person lab can join? Mm -hmm. A one-person lab could join if they wanted to, yes. But they need to um, know somebody. Is that correct, Jim? They kind of need to have a referral or no? Much like a uh, country club or private club of some kind, you have to have a referral. And I'm fortunate or we're fortunate with the depth of our board. It is not hard to find a member that will one of our board members has to do that will refer you if you don't know anybody else. Unusually enough, we have said no to people. I mean, you have to be an ethical laboratory, Elvis. So you mm-hmm. have to provide restorations directly to dentists. So that line is getting a little bit muddied. And by that, I mean, you know, our vendors are now becoming our competitors, if you want to look at it that way, in some sure. areas. I, for instance, Argon Laser Centers, all of our... Uh, understructures for me that I have time on anyway. And, you know, prior to that, it's always been a very traditional vendor laboratory relationship. They sell you something, whether that be teeth or metal, and you, and you cast it. Now vendors are providing services. And so that line has gotten a little bit muddy, especially during our open forums, because we do have an open forum twice during the Cal lab meeting that we ask all the vendors to leave. Sometimes we have to physically ask somebody to leave because they're a laboratory that also provides a service. Interesting. 
but it's a good thing. It's one of the few places that you can get peer to peer unrestricted. And we, of course, watch the bad mouth, yeah. mm-hmm. but peer uh, unrestricted information and share that with your peers, if you will. It's uh, it's our most one of our most popular segments of the Caleb uh, meeting. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We always get really high responses for the open forum, and we actually moved it to um, the afternoon to stimulate the brains a little more. We moved it a little later. I don't think we moved it to the afternoon, and we've been getting even more responses about how much better it is. So, you know, people feel the questions that we ask are relevant and the information that we provide is relevant and also the networking and the feedback that they get from each other and the honesty about some of the materials and the vendors. It's a very, very good forum. It is not, as Mr. Mariocker used to say, it is not a rush liquor forum. We're we're not good, which is what he referred to as a bench technician says. It's not the meeting where somebody's going to teach you how to stain zirconia or somebody is going to teach you how to layer one multi-unit crown out of 72 powders. But our goal primarily is to uh, improve the business management of the laboratories. And we certainly do talk about products. Uh, For instance, we're having a zirconia panel this time. But we're a business management organization overall that uh, also provides product marketing, research, technical information, common to dental laboratories, if you will. So how do you guys come up with your content for every meeting? Is it just the board that comes up with speakers yep. ideas? Yeah, it is. At the end of every meeting, we ask our attendees to review the meeting and give us a, a little feedback. And those things are brought to the next meeting. Certainly, we have people submit ideas throughout the year to one of the board members. Not We bring that to the meeting. And this is going to sound like the weirdest thing in the world. But what happens is we get together uh, one day in August or late July. The board sits in a room and says, okay, we're going to do a meeting. What are we going to do? We throw out a million ideas. And our highest technical guy, Jerry Regal, gets a (laughs) bunch of duct tapes, a bunch of pads to the wall. (laughs) And he is our highest technical guy. and we put ideas on these pads. We, over the course of, I don't know, barb eight to 10 hours. Oh, yeah. We will whittle these ideas down and get a format uh, into theme. And at that point, in potential speakers. Uh, with those potential speakers are then assigned to board members. And we hope that they all say yes. Often they do not. And we have to uh, go back to the drawing board in one area or another. But literally, the whole Cal Lab board meeting is planned in a day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it, what really helps is those the feedback from the previous meeting because we get all Well, we appreciate Jim joining us. Join us next week as we talk more into detail of Cal Lab and why it's one of the best meetings of the year. Are you interested in it? I highly suggest you check out Cal Lab, which is cal-lab.org to learn more about the group and to learn more about their meeting That happens the same week as Lab Day in Chicago. It happens on the Thursday and Friday. And when it ends on that Friday at 12.15, you still have plenty of time to head over to Lab Day for the rest of Friday and all day Saturday to enjoy that. This year, they have a fantastic keynote speaker at February's meeting. Wait till next week and Jim will tell you all about it. Now what do you got? I know you have some announcements because that's I how do. Cool. So I know. you're going to tell everybody about NADL being in about three weeks and we're going to be there live. 
and we've never done live before, so it should be quite interesting. And please register for the NADL Visions meeting. Are you coming in on that Wednesday or you're not going to the early Wednesday meeting? I am not going to the early Wednesday because I have to work, so I'll probably be there Thursday. It's nice. Southwest heads right in. I get there at like 10 o'clock. I go for a run. I hang out. And then I go to start going to the meeting. So I enjoy that meeting. We should try to hook up for a run before. No, thanks. What? I've ran with you before. You're way too tall to run with my five foot two ass. I'm running like eight minute miles these days. I have to go four strides to your two. And I'm a pretty fast runner, but I'm not going to repeat that again. It's five steps to your two. And it's way too hard. We are just about two weeks from Visions 21. Still have time to register and go to the first great meeting of the year. And if you're like me in Indiana where it's cold, I welcome a January trip to Las Vegas. Barb and I will be there set up with some headphone mics to record anyone willing to sit down with us and share their story about the dental laboratory industry. Head over to NADL.org and register today. And you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so I bet... The better content will be after about nine o'clock at night. When the microphones are turned off, that's when it gets good. And if Barb wins the motorcycle donated by Iva Clark Vivident, she has agreed to give rides to anyone down the strip who's willing to go along. Yeah, okay. Links to purchase tickets and all other links found on this episode's show notes at VoicesFromTheBench.com. If you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, make sure you do. We always post the newest episodes. And that is where we try to put together some roundtable discussions. If you have a topic idea for the show or want to be on it yourself, reach out to us on Facebook or send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com. So you guys have a happy new year. Be safe. Have fun. Hopefully the uh, crazy Christmas rush of our industry has died down a tiny bit. You guys can chill out and actually take a day off. You guys are open New Year's Eve, regular hours? Yep. Yep. Crazy. We're dogging it here at Night Dental, and we're we're, uh, we're having a really good month. Thank God. I'm 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 grateful for the blessings of having a good month and having a little pressure taken off. So, but I definitely need a day off. Yeah, you do. And I'm going to have that on Tuesday. We took the week off. I don't have to go back to the second Wednesday of next week. And you can kiss my ass seriously. <laughs> Can't even believe you guys can take a week off. Sorry, folks. You can bleep me on that, but really, yeah, took a whole week off. Yep. I have four weeks of vacation. I've taken one, so I'm a little jealous of people that can take time off. I need to. I need to start improving that this year. That's my. T- that is my 2000 resolution. I'm going to take my four weeks vacation. There you go. Damn straight. Thank you. That's what I'm going to do. And while you have that vacation off, we'll record stuff, and I'll ruin your vacation. How's that? Yeah, and you can quote me on that. I'm taking my four weeks this year. There you go. All right, folks. That's all we got. We're wrapping up 2018, and let's look for a great 2019. We will talk to you then. Have a good one. Bye. Stay safe. Oh, I love Jim Gorgel.